How is it that there are independent musicians out there who have no ties to any big record labels or financial backing able to get their music heard by millions of people and live out their dreams of being full-time musicians? That's the question, and on this podcast, we will discover the answers together. I'm Lizzie the Gifted, and this is the Music Mastery Podcast. If you really understand what labels do, and you really understand the contracts, you would not want, like, I don't even want to yeah. be signed to a label. A few years ago, I was like, I'm open to hearing conversations. I'm very much still open to hearing the conversation, but I'm like really likely not going to do it because you have to think about it in business sense. Let's say they give you a hundred thousand dollar advance, which means people think of it like it's a salary. It's really not. They're paying you a hundred grand, expecting it back through album sales. And so if you, if they say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to give you a hundred thousand advance for 50% of your masters, let's say. That means that you're yep. valuing your music at 200 grand. And then if you really say that to an artist and go, oh, is that what you're worth? An artist will probably be like, no, I probably feel like I'm worth more. Yeah. You yep. probably are worth more. You probably are. And, yeah. and you know, that's a hundred grand. That's not even guaranteed to you that you need to give them back. So what yeah. do you really, you're like, basically they're telling you you're worth nothing guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, so what do I think the place of record labels are? I've seen artists like Nipsey Hussle. I've seen artists like Kevin Gates. I've seen artists like Russ partner with labels. You know, Russ was fully independent, sold out places before he was signed all over the world, fully produced his own music, owns his masters. When he signed a deal with Columbia, he only signed over his publishing. And they partnered to publish his music and push his music, but he did his touring and making of music. And, and he used the label to get him connections and get him more plays and streams and clout so he could play bigger venues, but he did all of the other stuff himself. Publishing isn't even that big of a percentage. He the masters is what you want to own. If you give up publishing, but you own your masters, you're sitting very pretty. And that's yep. what that's what Russ did. That's why in 2018 he made 15 million dollars off yeah, streaming and crazy. touring. That's why he still generates over a hundred thousand dollars per month on yeah. only streaming. That's not including merch or tours or features. Yeah, he could just retire. He's fine. And. Yeah, I'm yeah, I mean, I think Russ is really the poster child for the the modern musician and really shows you how successful you can get working totally on your own terms. But I think artists really need to think about this because this is something I think a lot of them don't really understand as a concept. You need to understand the concept of leverage because a lot of these artists that do become big, they have so much more power in their negotiation with labels now that they've became, they've be, made their own platform became independently successful and then went to the labels and said, Hey, I want some help because think about this. If the labels like we want, if they give them a deal that's more or less designed, you know, for the label to make money and isn't really fully in the artist's interest, then they're like, well, I can just do this myself. Like, I don't need you guys. So like, if you want to actually work with me, you got to step it up, you know? Yeah. And that's no, the power I know. Of leverage. That's, that's real. Yeah. And, that, and then that's, that's real. And you know, I, I think that, um, 
guys like Nipsey, who he did a, he did a distribution deal with Atlantic, where it's like giving up distribution is not that big. He still owned his masters. So it's like, you're not even giving up. You're yeah. giving up a lot, but not really. Like, and, and, and mm-hmm. fucking obviously we lost Nip. Like, fuck. But it's a like, big loss. That album that he put out, Victory Lap, was amazing. Like, that was his final. Yeah. It was his breakthrough moment. Because he had been putting out music for so long. Isn't it weird how they always tend to go right after the breakthrough album? Or right, right. Like Pop or right Smoke. before. Pop even. Smoke is yeah. the perfect example. Great example. Yeah, man, what a loss. He's such a talent. Yeah, that's crazy. In, uh, Here's in, another thing, though. I th- I think it's important to bring up because this is something I I haven't personally been going through, but a lot of my personal context. I'm curious what you what your experience is with this too. A lot of labels have been screwing artists lately, and I don't mean like in the classic way where it's like, oh, they only give them ten percent. Like that's you know you signed up for that. You know, like whatever your contract is, you know that's that's the terms. But I'm really screwing like like their contract maybe sure wasn't in the artist's favor completely but literally there's some people i know like some people we've talked about before i can tell you off stream their names uh people who have made no money from their from their connections with the labels and i mean people who are owed literally millions of dollars sometimes and they have not gotten a penny from the label even though they've made millions they've got millions of streams you know generated this many sales in uh in um you know merch and everything and I know even Logic was talking about this. He said he might even come back into the music industry uh, again and make more more um, music just to get out of his album deal and actually be able to like generate some money off the music he made because there was some some BS going on there. And so a lot he's of artists still he in his label deal. He's still he's still dependent on them. He still owes the money. Logic owes them money. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And and a lot of his artists too that he's working that he's trying to like like move over to Bob Records. I don't know how much up with the streams because he's doing most of the streaming now, which is kind of funny. It's pretty cool. But um, a lot of artists, uh, he actually even said this. A lot of artists aren't getting any money from labels that they're getting owed. Like this is more common than not. I'm finding from artists that are not super huge, like people you haven't heard of, but still actually have a lot of success behind their name. Uh, and he's saying the reason the reason he left music is not because he's not passionate. Music is his whole thing. And everyone's still kind of confused. Why logic? Why did you leave music? He said point blank is like the reason I left music was because there's so much, so much industry bureaucracy and they don't, they straight up don't want to pay you. If they can get away with legally not paying you, they will screw you out of millions of dollars. Like that's literally like straight up what he said. So like, he is still, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Still under contract. Yeah. He's still, I think he's just like, I'm moving. I'm moving to Montana with my wife and kid. We're done. Yeah. Like we're yeah, getting we're out done. of here. Like, wow. So, I mean, to answer your question, what's the place of a label? If you have leverage, like you brought up, if you have leverage and you have a fan base and you have some kind of a partnership with them where you own your masters, mm-hmm. you know, I think that could be cool. Like I would like if a label acted like a venture capital firm. Yeah. Like if they yeah, acted like an angel investor and it was only money, mm-hmm. like if you only gave me an advance just to get a lot of times angel investors though are paying you for a percentage of equity. So yep. maybe that wouldn't work out. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, if that's the case, if you really think about it, why not just take out a loan from the bank, like a small yeah. business loan, you could take yeah. a small business loan out from a bank which yeah. is probably smart and, yeah, and just probably fucking use that. I mean, 
if you're like, if I was already making, let, let's say Lizzie the Gifted LLC or whatever the fuck I'm going to call myself, Lizzie the Gifted uh, LLC is making two fifty a year, and then I take out a loan yeah. of a hundred, right? Yep. Let's say I do that. I take out a loan of a hundred for the marketing budget and pay them back. Yep. And now, and, and you know, I, I, let's say I have a break even funnel. Yeah. Where not only do I not have a marketing budget because I have a break even funnel, but also cause I got a loan. I didn't use any of my own capital. Like I never went under. That'd be yeah. pretty fucking sick. That'd be real sick. And if you have to pay, Especially interest, yeah, if you have to pay interest, it's like, well then I'm only paying interest on a hundred grand. Yeah. And now you have the leverage because now you have the email list or the SMS list. You have all these contacts from the people that you sold to and you marketed to. And I think, I think that's where a lot of people, a lot of artists too, is like, you need to know where to put your money. I think a lot of artists have the right mindset because I think a lot of artists are like, well, you know, the reason I'm spending all this money to, you know, to get the clout is so that I have, uh, so I have, you know, the contacts, so I have the fans, you know, I can reach out to these people at any time. I think they're missing the point where it's like, yeah, you want that, but you want them in the right places. Instagram is a terrible investment because if you invest all your money in Instagram likes, what happens when Zucks is like, nah, fam, you're going, you're getting 1% you know, 1% reach now, Which they did. you know, Which what happened in did. Facebook, they went from literally, I think they immediately overnight went from hundred percent organic reach to, I think 10% overnight. And now no it's like less than 1%, dude. Yeah. If I put a Facebook post out, I'm lucky if I get like two likes. Yeah. But like, but, but yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, so when it comes to like marketing and stuff like that, um, when it comes to like marketing and stuff, like, you know, it's like I was on the phone with an artist today and I literally told him, you know, no matter what, whether you end up working with me on your marketing or not, stop thinking of yourself as an artist. You're not an artist anymore. You're a business. You are an artist, but you're more. And I said, you have the lazy stamp of approval. You are a business. You are not an artist anymore. Like now, because I already told you because that's part of the problem is that, is that here's what I, and I've said this before, you'll vibe with this. We're artists want to be independent, which means that you need to build what a label would have built you. And they have a team and they have a manager, publishing market, all these things that they have that you're like, I don't want that. Fine. That's cool. But then you need to build that. And oh, yeah. if you can't build that, then you should get signed. But I mean, I still think you should learn. You should just learn entrepreneurship. That is to me, like the past three years, I mean, 2017, the sec, yeah. 2017, 2018, 2019 for me was all marketing. All 2018, yep. I listened to more podcasts than music. I listened to days in a row where I didn't hear a song and I only was listening to podcasts, even at the gym. Yeah. It's like no music because I was so obsessed with the marketing stuff and entrepreneurship. And this year has been both. It's been like, now there's music with MIDI money stuff, learning about how to sell beats and marketing together. Next year is going to be more music on the artist side. You know, everything's pivoting. So for all you guys, here is the three big phases that you need to know about 
you know, the three big, I guess, steps. It's, it's email marketing, which means you are learning how to nurture people. You know, you need to build that first. Are you going to use MailChimp or AWeber? When you, when people sign up for your email list, there should be five automated emails that they get for five days in a row telling you, telling them about who you are, trying to sell your album, sell or get them to whatever you want to get them that will get them to your merch store. Like in those five emails to get to that, it's, we have a sales funnel, which is a series of web pages, walking people through the process of how to get into your ecosystem. We need a landing page. That means people get onto the page, give you their email address. You give them something for free. Boom. To get to that landing page, you use Facebook advertising. How do you do that? You post a dope music video. You post a behind the scenes video. You run Facebook ads to those videos. You use some retargeting and you get people onto the landing page and the whole system's automated. That is the 30,000 foot view. Do you need a record label for any of that? Fuck no. Do you need any kind of backing? No, you don't. You have access to every single thing I just said. MailChimp. I hate MailChimp. AWeber, ClickFunnels, Facebook advertising, and YouTube ads. You can use YouTube advertising. That's a great tool. Guys, you don't need a label. I didn't say Instagram. I didn't say Spotify. Fuck Spotify, bro. You don't need Spotify. Spotify is good for the listeners to hear your music because it's convenient for them. But it's not going to be convenient for your pocketbook when you keep focusing on these things. So that was my angry rant. (laughs) That was it. So let's, let's, we're going to wrap this up because I think we just opened a fire hose on people's faces (laughs) and uh, I want people to find more about you. So where can they find you and where can they connect with you? Sure. So if you guys want to want to contact me and like go further in depth on any of these, I'm actually right now for a short window, I'm offering video calls for anyone who actually wants to learn more about these. So if you want to reach out to me, you can find me at uh, mail at charismatic.com. I'm sure you can, can you have like a, that spelled out for them? Spell it out uh, for them, but it will be in the, in the description. Yeah. So it's mail as in like, like mail, M-A-I-L at K-A-R-I-S, Karis, M-A-T-T-I-K, Matic, Charismatic.com. Mail at Charismatic.com. And if you want, also, you can, you can find me, you can DM me too on Instagram at It's Charismatic, I-T-S, K-A-R-I-S, M-A-T-T-I-K. And those are the best places to reach me. And let's, you know, let's link up. I want to get to know a lot of you guys. I want to work a lot closer with a lot of artists. And uh, let's get, you know, let's get in the call. Let's talk about your unique problems, your unique goals, and let's get you to the next level. Yes, let's do it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you got value from the episode, leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend. Talk to you again soon. Peace. Hey, hey, hey. Get that, bet that, jump shot, wet that, post moves, no rules, chef that, no boo. Get that, bet that, jump shot, wet that, post moves, no rules, chef that, no boo. Get it how I want. Get it how I want.